going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Dan, Kevin, Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, world? What's going on, boys? What is up, everybody? Three-man team coming at you tonight. We are going to get into the Texans and Titans and finish off the AFC South. Uh, So let's get it started, shall we? We will start off with the Texans, uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Obvious, you know, one of the upper echelon quarterbacks in our league right now. Uh, Steve, how you feel about Deshaun Watson this year? Uh, so I kind of was like on the fence a couple of weeks ago because, you know, no more DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Will Fuller can't ever stay healthy. Kiki QT is in the same boat. Uh, but when they got Brandon Cooks, I think that actually is really going to help this team because – I feel like Brandon Cooks can play either role. I feel like Brandon Cooks could be the Will Fuller on this offense, and he can also be the DeAndre Hopkins on this offense. Like I think his skill set is that good that he can actually be a really good player for this team and the go-to receiver. So it makes me feel a little bit better about Deshaun because Deshaun is never even in games like if you noticed when him and Will Fuller when you know when DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller were on the field at the same time. It wasn't like he was targeting one of those guys over the other. He was kind of spreading the ball around. So it wasn't until Will Fuller was out of games where you saw DeAndre Hopkins' numbers go to 10 catches and 80 yards and a touchdown or, you know, 10 catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown. So I feel like with Brandon Cooks being there and I th- the drop-off is definitely a drop-off because we all know DeAndre Hopkins is amazing, but... I don't feel like it's a huge, huge drop-off as it was before they got Cooks. So now that they have Cooks and now you have a dynamic running back in David Johnson, I feel like he has enough weapons around him. You know, we know how how dynamic David Johnson can be out of the backfield. They also still have Duke Johnson as a pass catcher, you know what I mean, pass catching running back. So I just I feel like he's going to be pretty similar to what he was last year, you know, and top definitely a top five guy for me. Yeah, I think they got him in number six right now, and that's that's accurate. I mean, there's probably five names that you could put ahead of him, but he's um he's going to be good again. He's a, he's a good quarterback. Like you said, Steve, the addition of Cooks is, is huge. They needed to fill that void. So, um, and they got a running game now. They got a they got a solid running back who has proven that he is you know an elite runner when he's given the opportunity to. And today's you know plays uh every game, and I'm I'm good on I'm I'm good on uh on Deshaun this year. I like him. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have Deshaun at number three. Uh, I think that the, this year they're gonna wind up putting way more emphasis on Deshaun. Not maybe not number three. I think I have Russell number three, so I'll probably go Deshaun four. But uh, I think they're just gonna put way more emphasis on on you know on Deshaun and and making sure that he is um, you know just putting it all on his shoulders. I mean. I agree with what you said. Like, you know, you're losing DeAndre Hopkins. So obviously, you know, you're losing a beast of of a player, but it also takes attention off of that player to where, you know, Watson can now focus on the rest of the field and, you know, not really just focus on one player all the time. You know, when Will Fuller's in the lineup and that's a big, you know, win because he's constantly injured, you know, Will Fuller's amazing. You know, he, he constantly puts up numbers when he's healthy. Brandon Cooks is a very similar type player. I think his route tree is a little better than Fuller. But Brandon Cooks, I mean, up until last year, Brandon Cooks has been a, a top 24 wide receiver every year. 
You know what I mean? He's he's I think he might even be top twenty. So, you know, I I actually, you know, I, it's hard to agree with trading a player like DeAndre Hopkins, but. Looking at what Bill O'Brien did with the offense, I just think that like you added a more complete running back, a three-down workhorse that you can kind of rely on, never have to take him off the field, except you know once in a while you want to throw Duke Johnson in there, and you know you got a vertical passing game. Like they're literally just going to send these guys down the field. It's going to open things up for David Johnson. It's going to open things up, you know, for the underneath patterns for the tight ends and for Randall Cobb. And I think that, you know, Deshaun Watson's going to read these defenses and it's going to be a lot on him. And I think he's going to succeed in that. So I have him I have him at number four. I'm really high on Deshaun. Yeah, and real quick, so if you look at the numbers that Deshaun had from weeks one through seven when he had both guys on the field, right? So he has against New Orleans, we all we all watched that game. That was actually a pretty exciting game. Uh, he came on in the second half, but he ends up with 268 and three touchdowns. Then in week two against Jacksonville, he has a terrible game. For some reason, he never really plays well against Jacksonville. Uh, he has 159 yards, no touchdowns passing. Uh, and then week three, he gets uh, 351 and three. He gets 60, uh, 160 and nothing. And then he gets 426. That Remember that game? That was the Monday night game against Atlanta. He blew up. Uh, 426 and five touchdowns. And then week six, he's 280 and a touchdown, 308 and touchdown. Then he loses, uh, you know, Will Fuller for the next, let's see, what was it, three weeks? So he loses him for the next three weeks. He goes 279 and three, 201 and two, 169. So his numbers really didn't, like, dip off. I mean, when he just had DeAndre Hopkins to throw to. So to me, like, when you're just looking at the pure numbers, the dude is basically. 280 and two touchdowns a game it like it's kind of what he's averaging like a touchdown and a half a game so and that's not including what he gives you on the ground you know what i mean because the guy runs for touchdowns and he runs the ball so you know i think deshaun watson is safe regardless to whether will fuller can stay healthy i think he's going to find a way to just put up points so for me you know like kev said he's to me he's a top five guy and it's not a question really All right, so let's move on to the running back position. You have David Johnson. Uh, David Johnson is currently the 18th running back off the board. How do you guys feel about him? I love me some David Johnson. I think you guys already know that. Um, So for me, David Johnson, I just don't think he fit in well with what, I mean, Atlanta, what the Cardinals wanted to do last year. To me, they wanted a little bit more speed. I think then David Johnson brings to the table. I think they wanted a guy that, you know, is just quicker and faster than, than David Johnson is. David Johnson's a great running back. I, you know what I mean? I don't think he's slowed up really at all, but he's never been like this burner that, you know, I think Cliff Kingsbury kind of wanted on his offense. I think Cliff Carey, Cliff, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury wants to, Go quick. You know what I mean? He wants to be able to move the ball. He wants, you know what I mean, guys to get up to the line of scrimmage, hurry things up. And I just don't think he fit in well with what King, you know, Cliff Kingsbury wanted to do. But I don't think on this offense, if you watch the way Carlos Hyde ran the ball last year and, you know, the way they sprinkled in Duke Johnson, if if David Johnson gets 70% of the work, which, uh, you know what I mean, you don't trade DeAndre Hopkins and get David Johnson and not use the guy. 
So to me, I think if he gets seventy percent of the work, he's going to be, you know, back into the first round. I mean, first twelve guys. I think he'd be, you know, anywhere from ten to twelve. Yeah, like he outside uh, of being a top eight guy. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. He, uh, you know, at eighteen, if you're looking at the guys around him, I think you know. I know we're all high on Todd Gurley. He's number 15 right now, but but CEH is there at 14. You got Fournette there at 16. Melvin Gordon at 17. Le'Veon Bell at 19. James Conner at 20. I mean, I I look at him and his in the system he's in now and the team with the offense. And I think you know, aside from Gurley, who who has potential of, of finishing in the top 12, um, out of all those names, I like David Johnson ahead of the other guys to finish in as, as a as a running back one. So to get him at number 18, I mean, he could move up. I don't know if people are just you know, there's just a lot of good running backs right now, but I love him at 18, too. Yeah, I got him at 16 right now. And, you know, for me, you know, I agree. I, I think that he has the upside to finish as a as an RB1. And that system, we know that, you know, Carlos Hyde, you know, Lamar Miller, like these guys were always fairly productive. Um, you know, they were never great running backs. You know, Carlos Hyde wasn't great last year. He was steady. You know, Lamar Miller was always like the – you know, back end RB two that you hated to play, but you knew he was going to get you, you know, 70 yards every game. And if he fell into the end zone, it was going to be, you know, a good week. Um, I think that David Johnson has more talent than both of those guys. And obviously he can catch the ball out of the backfield, you know, probably better than both of those guys. Um, I don't know how Duke Johnson's going to factor in. Like you said, Steve, I mean, you know, 70% of the workload. If if David Johnson gets that, I, I don't think there's a question. If David Johnson gets 70% of the workload and stays healthy, he's going to be an RB1. But, uh, you know, just keeping an eye on, on Duke Johnson because we know Duke is, you know, a very effective pass catcher and a good third down back as well. Uh, but like I said, I you know, to me, you know, his, his floor is an RB2 and his ceiling is, you know, a top 10 running back. So let's move on. Uh, Duke Johnson right now is actually the 52nd running back being drafted. Um, any interest in Duke Johnson? I mean, I I really don't. I don't even draft him as a. I wouldn't even draft him as a handcuff personally. You know, I I don't. You know, it just doesn't excite me. You know, I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, like, okay. So he played with the Texans all year last year. He only had 62 targets, 44 receptions, 410 yards, and then. He's never had a season where he's run for over 100 carries. So, I mean, to me, he's basically what Austin Eckler was before, you know, the four-game, you know, Melvin Gordon missing, holding out for the four games last year. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, Eckler was good, but, and Duke Johnson was not, didn't even have the numbers that Eckler had, but he's kind of the similar player. I mean, never got to 100 carries before last year. And if David Johnson gets hurt, yeah, he becomes the guy. So for me, he's more of like a handcuff because if you look at the other running backs on the roster, there's just nobody. Like there's nobody behind David Johnson and Duke and Duke Johnson. So to me, he's more of a handcuff than he is a guy that I want to, you know, pick up because of his receiving work or whatever i it's just to me is if i have david johnson i want duke johnson yeah i mean we've seen david we've seen duke over the last few years we know we're getting out of him uh you know he's not one of the more handcuffs that i'm more excited about you know i'm more higher on like madison and stuff like that you know guys that are in better running back situations you know we've seen madison last year tear it up when he was given the opportunity to um so i'm not you know if you got if you got uh, David Johnson and 
you know, pick if you can get Duke at a good at a good value, then like you guys said, I mean, that's pretty much the only play he's going to have. All right, so let's talk about the receivers. You have Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller. Uh, they are back to back with Cooks going thirty second and Fuller Fuller going thirty third, uh, which is actually kind of flip flopped in you know most of the mock drafts I've been doing. Usually Fuller goes before Cooks, uh, but I actually like Cooks better than Fuller. Uh, so, you know, for me, I would much rather have Brandon Cooks. I wind up you know kind of aiming for him, you know, because I think that in this offense. You know, like I said, Brandon Cooks before last year has always been a top twenty-four receiver. Like this guy, he he's a very good football player. I know he's got the concussion issues, but you know when he's out there, he's very successful. And with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback, like this guy's gotten really lucky in his career too. Man, he's had Drew Brees, yeah. Tom Brady, you know, Jared Goff in Sean McVay's system, and now he gets Deshaun Watson. Like he's just had you know good quarterbacks throwing him the ball. And uh, now he gets Deshaun Watson, and I think, you know, he's going to be successful with Deshaun as well. Yeah, I agree. Of the two, I'd rather have Brandon. Um, just, I think Brandon Cooks is a really good wide receiver. I said it last year when we talked about Brandon Cooks, you know, going into the season. We we all, you know, were talking about wide receivers, and, you know, of the three Rams wide receivers, I was the highest on Cooks. I thought Cooks would be, you know, the best Rams receiver. Obviously, he didn't. You know, he had – a lot of a lot of issues last year you know they just weren't using him in the offense you know his sister passing away um you know him missing games due to concussion so it was just like a you know to me it was more of a snowball of just a really bad season than it was a you know a foreshadowing of him just going downhill because i mean the guy's he's 26 years old yeah, I mean, it's not like yeah. he's it's not like he's an old receiver. He's a 26 year old kid. So, you know, to me, I I really like the way he plays football. I think he's a, a dynamic player. And I think on this offense, he's going to be probably the most dynamic wide receiver. You know, what I mean, I think quickly him and Deshaun are going to, you know, form a, you know, a relationship. And, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Brandon Cooks is going to be the guy. He's only 26, man. He he must have some short stints. What was he with New England? One year. He must, he's like one one and done with all these teams. It seems it must be. I mean, if he's yeah, he only got traded, uh, he got yep. traded from the Patriots to the, I mean, to the Rams, and then from the Rams to the you know Texans in three years. So yeah. And the Saints was the Saints. He got traded to the Patriots, right? So yeah, yeah. He just what, he bounced. What's this around. guy? What's this guy doing in the locker room? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, man. He's a, a valuable trade piece because people are giving like first round picks for him. Like, uh-huh. You know what I mean? He's gotten two first round picks from two different teams. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's everybody sees it. I mean, you don't give up a first round pick for a guy that is not good. Like everybody can see this kid is very, very talented. Yeah, I think he's going to have a really good year too. I'm, I'm slightly higher on him than I am Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller, Will Fuller has always got that huge potential. He has those huge, huge games, and we've seen you know the connection with uh, with Watson's arm. He's got, Watson's got a big arm to Fuller and and you know Cooks is just a better he's just a better Will Fuller he's a better route runner he's he's got an ability to get open better so uh his upside is really is really nice this year as long as they can you know get that chemistry together fast yeah and Will Fuller is always going to be one of the better best ball receivers that you can draft you know you know that if you draft Will Fuller he's going to have three or four games that are going to win you weeks and you know total points up in in best ball that are going to be great 
um, you know, the issue is with Will Fuller is never about talent. You know, just the same as it is with Cooks. It's not even about talent. It's about health. And, you know, Fuller, with Fuller, it's just always the nagging soft tissue injuries. You know, I mean, it was the ACL, but he's had the hamstrings and all that. Just his career has just been a bunch of that. So, you know, I, I tended to find myself, you know, leaning away from Fuller just because I don't want to take the chance on that. Uh, but I do know that if he stays healthy, he's going to be ultra successful in this offense. Mm, yes, sir. Uh, all right. So uh, we won't have to talk about Randall Cobb or Kiki QT. They aren't being drafted for, you know, this year in redraft leagues. We'll just say that, you know, if anything, they could potentially be just be taking work away from the other two receivers. Uh, same thing with the tight ends, you know, Darren Fells and Jordan Aikens, uh, both of those guys. Uh, I believe Darren Fells is just more touchdown dependent. He seemed like the red zone guy, whereas Aikens was kind of like the guy leading him down the field, getting more yardage. But same thing. Neither one of those guys are really being drafted. Are you interested in either one of them? Mm, nah, not really. I, I mean, like, I like I definitely agree. I think Aikens is definitely the guy that I want if I had to. If I was in a super deep league and I had to take one of them, it would definitely be Aikens. Yeah, I keep my eye out on Aikens. I, I think he, you know, just watching him last year, I think because I think he's got talent. So, um, if, but it just hurts, like you said, Kev. If they're going to be using Fells in the red zone, I mean, that's going to really take it away. And there's, and there's other tight ends that are going to obviously be better for you. But I'd keep an eye out on him. All right, uh, the Texans' defense is not being drafted in the top seventeen. You guys in- have any interest in the Texans' defense? No, no. they were nah. bad last. They were real bad last year. Shootouts. I mean, it's just that that cornerback situation <laughs> last year. I mean, they were just bringing in Vernon Hargrave. Like they brought in Vernon Hargraves to try and save their season. That's how bad it was. Yeah. But uh, you know, and Kaimi Fairburn, uh, he's the number ten kicker off the board. Steve, I want you to talk about Kaimi Fairburn because I know you liked him <laughs> last year as a kicker, and he was very under underwhelming for you. Yeah. Well, he was so. the, the year before he was the number one kicker, and then last year, you know, I kind of thought the the problem was the two years ago the Texans were having horrible trouble punching it in, so the dude yeah. was kicking field goals like every week. It seemed like the guy was kicking four field goals, and then last year they figured it out and started scoring touchdowns basically at will in the red zone. They, they were, they were one of the better red zone teams last year. So, you know, it just kind of spun around. So, you know, I think he's an all right kicker. I just, you know, for me, kickers that are on teams that have trouble scoring touchdowns are the kickers that I want, which is why I was so high on Kami Fairbrand last year. All right. Um, and that wraps up the Texans. Uh, so now we are going to move on to the Titans. Uh, Ryan surpri- Tannehill. The surprise story of last year. Yeah, yeah Ryan Tannehill, the surprise story. I mean, he came into that game and, you know, lit, kind of lit the world on fire. He was one of the better fantasy quarterbacks, you know, kind of towards the last half you know, almost. I, I, probably more than half of the season. So. Uh, this year doesn't seem like the excitement is kind of there for him as you know, he's the 21st quarterback off the board. Uh, how do you guys feel about Tannehill this year? Uh, I'd like to bash Ryan Tannehill because he was an ex dolphin and I'm a Buffalo bills fan and I hate the dolphins, <laughs> but let's be honest. He, he was, he played well last year. You know what I mean? And with this offense, you know, you got Derrick Henry, who we already know is probably going to be a 300 touchback. 
I mean, we already know that he has two, you know, Corey Davis is not the greatest wide receiver, but he's pretty good. And then, he, you know what I mean, with Smith as their other, you know, tight end, I, I just feel like they have plenty of weapons on this team to be a, a good offense again, honestly. So for me, I just, you know, I just feel like he could definitely be in the top 12. I know Kev just said that he's, you know, being drafted as the 21st quarterback taken. But, you know, I just feel like with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys and the tight end and all the weapons they have around them with a really good offensive line and a really good running back, he could do it again. He could be a top 12 guy. And I I don't think that's a stretch. Uh, you know what I mean? And you're getting him at 21. Like, he could be the guy that we're talking about when we're saying you're getting a guy super late that ends up being a top seven guy, you know what I mean, which I don't see happening. I'm not saying that he's going to be a top seven guy, but I don't think it's a stretch to say that he makes the top 12 because this team is a very good team with a good defense and a, you know what I mean, and a, you know, a high scoring offense. We saw what they did in the playoffs. So, you know, I, I think, I think Tannehill could actually have a pretty good season. Yeah. I'm, I'm not as, I'm not as high on him. He's just, he's a very safe player. Uh, you know, when we talked to podcast couple a uh, couple podcasts ago we talked about the um uh, Teddy Bridgewater and I was basically I'm going to put him in like that category where he's he's a good game manager he's going to win some games for you he's going to be you know not turnover heavy uh but I just don't think that the I don't think that the yards and the touchdowns at the end of the year adds up to you know does he have can he can he finish a top 12 guy sure I mean like Kev said he was he was excellent the second half of last year he really did light the NFL on fire no one no one saw it coming uh, I just think that they're going to continue to use Big Derrick Henry. Their defense is awesome. Their defense will, you know, keep them in games and, you know, some maybe some lower scoring games. Kind of, uh, <clears throat> they did have a lot of shootouts last year too. Well, not shootouts, but they scored a lot of points in some of those games last year. Just surprised everybody. But for me, he's just not going to be on. I'm not saying he's, that he's bad pick, but he's just not going to be one of the guys that I'm after. Yeah, it's actually kind of, kind of like. Ryan Tannehill is one of those guys where, you know, like when we say wait on quarterback, you literally could get anyone at the end of these drafts, like anyone in these drafts. Like we talked about Gardner Minshew in the last podcast that we did. We talk, we've talked about Phillip Rivers. Uh, you know, now we're talking about Tannehill. You know, some of the other guys we've gone into, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, um, you know, Baker Mayfield, for instance, like every one of these guys has potential to finish as a top 12 quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that outlandish to think that, especially considering what we saw from Tannehill. I mean, I say I don't I don't typically draft Tannehill in, the, in my mock drafts. I probably, you know, if I draft, wait that long to draft a quarterback, I usually wind up with, you know, Roethlisberger or. Roethlisberger and maybe like one of my breakout guys, or I might just take two breakout guys, three breakout guys. But you know, and Tannehill's never really the guy that I look at. But like, he definitely could finish top twelve. You know, he has you know an up and coming receiver. He has a good run game to lean on. And you know, you saw last year a lot of what their offense is based on is you know you get Derrick Henry moving. Then once the whole de- Defense is focused on Derrick Henry. You just run a lot of play action rollout, and AJ Brown's running across the field with Tann- with Tannehill and hits him in stride and breaks a sixty yard touchdown. That's pretty much what 
you know, Tannehill and AJ Brown did all year at the end of last year. So, you know, to me, you know, definitely he's not usually a guy I aim to draft, but I could still see him finishing as I can see him finishing as a top 10 quarterback. I mean, it's not that outlandish. And real quick, this is, this is the schedule for Tannehill like next year. And this is another reason why I like him as a top 12 guy. He's got Denver, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. So three tough games right in a row. But then he's got after that Houston, the Bengals, the Bears, the Colts, the Ravens. That's a that's a tough matchup. The Colts, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Lions, and then the Green Bay Packers to end the season. So, like, they might have five really tough games in there, and then the rest of the teams are either terrible or just, like, middle-of-the-pack defenses. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I think Tannehill could end up being a top-12 guy, and you're no one's drafting him. All right, so let's move on to Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry right now is the fifth running back off the board. He is, uh, I believe, my fifth running back. No, my sixth running back. Um, you know, to me, Derrick Henry it was a guy that I hated last year. You, I mean, Steve and I had the, you know, argument debate. saying that the he was debate. not going to get 300 touches. You know, and obviously he, he you know, he topped that mark. Um you know, uh, this year, I'm obviously high on him. I think you kind of have to be. You know, a lot of people, you know, if, if you listen to Christopher Harris, he didn't sound like he was too high on him. But, you know, I given what Henry did last year, like, how I, I don't think you can come into this year and say that he's not, you know, a first-round pick. You know, even in PPR leagues last year, like, the dude finishes as a, as what, top four or five running back, even in PPR last year or what he did. So, you know, obviously he has the, you know, the, the full workload that he got last year where he had over 400 touches throughout the season, you know, including the playoffs that obviously took a toll on his body. But, you know, this is a big dude. And I think he, if anybody can withstand that he can. So yeah, I, usually like after Kamara where it's like one, two, three, four, five, you got McCaffrey, Cook, Barkley, Elliot, Kamara, Next for me is Derrick Henry. Yeah, I I think I'd rather take Michael Thomas after those top five. Oh, well, I, I was I was talking about running backs. Oh, okay, yeah, running so back. I, I would take Michael Thomas and I would take Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams before I took Derrick Henry. Yeah, for me, I still ha- I okay so. I like Derrick Henry. Are we switching roles here? No, no, we're not switching. We're not switching. I still think he's going to get close to 300 touches. I don't know if he gets 300 touches again. Um, I think last year, more of the reason why I thought he would get 300 touches was because of Mariota being there, and I just don't think Mariota is all that great. And I do think that Ryan Tannehill is a little bit better. So I do think that they will pass a little more than they did last year. They're still going to be a run team. They're still going to rely on Derrick Henry. But I think he could end up in the 280 range. And he doesn't catch enough passes for me to be like, I think he's super safe. Uh, He really is like touchdown dependent. And I'm not saying that he couldn't score 10 touchdowns again or 10 plus touchdowns like he's done basically every year for the past two or three years. He's basically 10, close to 10 touchdowns. But... I just feel like I would rather have Aaron Jones. You know what I mean? I have Aaron Jones as actually my sixth running back. Uh, and then after Aaron Jones, I have uh, – it's it's kind of a toss-up 
between Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry for me because I do think this could be the season where Joe Mixon blows up. I think like Joe Mixon could have a really good season this year. So I think I have him at like seven or eight. I mean, depending on whether I put Mixon ahead of him or not. And I do think I have, I, I think when we go to our ranks, which they could change, but when we put our ranks up on the you know website at the end of this month, I think I'm probably going to have Joe Mixon above Derrick Henry. All right, so if you have them eight, now let's go through the receivers. You have Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, all ahead of Derrick Henry? No. No, for me, okay. it's, so, it's... So for you, he's still a first-round pick. Yeah, he's definitely a first-round pick. Yeah, there's okay. no doubt yeah. he's a first-round pick. But he's probably nine, because I would nine, take ten. I would take Devontae Adams and I would take Michael Thomas ahead of him. All and right, then, so that, that would put him at what? Like ten for you. That would be the ten. I'm in that same area. I'm probably in that ten area too because I'm just I'm I'm taking those two receivers before and then I'm and I'm uh and I'm taking um Hopkins before him too. I mean they're just those three receivers. I'll probably take Derrick Henry ahead of Julio and and the other guys next you know that fall next in that tree. But um I like Henry this year. I just he took so much work last year. I mean, it's ridiculous to say that he's going to be back to 300 carries is really uh, it's is asking a lot. But he is he is a big boy. I mean, he if there's any running back in this league that that can take that kind of workload and be fine, it, it's him because of the way he's built. I mean, he's like 260 pounds, tramples over everybody. So yeah, they got him listed at two forty seven, and I just <laughs> he looks so he looks so much bigger than that, than that out there. He, he does. He he looks he makes linebackers that are hitting him look small. Like yeah. he does, it's insane. Yeah. So yeah, for I mean he's going to be in that uh you know same with Steve he's going to be in that seven eight nine not nine but seven eight spot for me as well. Just just other guys that um that I like ahead of him. You know I mean who Dalvin Cook obviously is in top five and you got. You know, Ken, Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs are right there after him, six and seven. Um, I think I like Jacobs more than Henry for sure. Kenyon Drake's that's that's a coin flip for me. I like the system that Kenyon Drake's in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just not huge on the Titans right now. I know that they were they, they came out and surprised everybody last year, but and they could do the same. Just it's kind of a wait and see. All right, so I do want to bring up uh, somebody that I've, you know, been listening to other podcasts, and you know, it's kind of a hot name, and it's Darrington Evans. Uh, he was drafted this year. You know, what round? Do you know what round he was drafted in, Steve? Uh, look it up right now. I want to say it was a third, but let me check it out. I would say I think it was third or fourth round, but uh, you know, a lot of guys are saying like if you if you draft Derrick Henry, you got to draft Derrick Darrington Evans. I I've been doing mocks and I've been seeing some teams take him later on. Um, Third round. Yeah. All right. So I, how do you guys feel? Like I don't necessarily feel like I'm handcuffing Derrick Henry. I think that if Derrick Henry gets hurt, the whole offense is going to change. (laughs) I don't. I don't think you can just use every running back the same way you use Derrick Henry. Yeah, no. I mean, like, Darrington Evans, my issue with Darrington Evans is he's not even built the same. Like, he's... Nah, he's smaller. He's a smaller smaller. guy. So, it's not like he's going to just assume that workload. Now, if you're talking about, like, the way they kind of used to spell Derrick Henry with, you know, uh, Deion Lewis, then, yeah, I guess, maybe. But, 
you know, Deion me, Lewis wasn't very fantasy relevant last year. <laughs> exactly. He just wasn't a big part of the thing. And then I don't know. It just, to me, it's Derrick Henry or bust on this team. I like, I don't want to have any other really any other running back on this team. I know, I know they have a great offensive line, but I almost feel like, you know what I mean? It's going to be, you don't know if it's going to be Darrington Evans. You don't know if it's going to be Cameron Scarlett. You don't know. You have no idea who the hell is going to be the guy that backs up Derrick Henry. So until we see training camp and we see who definitely is the number two, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to hold off and wait on that. All right. So the receivers, uh, only one of them being drafted. Uh, AJ Brown is the number 17 wide receiver. Uh, he was spectacular last year, obviously coming on, you know, kind of once Tannehill came in, you know, he, he just kind of caught fire towards the second half of the season. It seemed like every, I would say two out of every three games, he was breaking a 60 yard touchdown. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, that was just kind of their offense. It was play action, roll out. Tannehill would hit, you know, AJ Brown and AJ Brown would break a tackle and be gone. Um, you know, how do you guys feel about AJ Brown this year? I like AJ. Okay, so I I really like AJ. I don't want to make it sound like I don't like this kid because I really do. But I think where he's going in drafts is a maybe just a little bit too high. Like he's like, what is he, 16? He's going 17. Like 17. I feel like he could 100% be a top 12 guy. You know what I mean? With what we saw last year and how dynamic the dude is, and I loved him coming out of college. I was toting him as my second favorite wide receiver coming out of the draft last year. Like, I love this kid. But I almost feel like he had too many games, especially like – okay, so he had – let me see. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven – eight games last year where he had under four targets. So for me, a guy who's going to see less than four targets possibly in a game as the number one receiver for his team makes me a little bit nervous. Now, could he see five to 10 targets every single game this season? I just don't see it. Like I just don't see, I just don't see this team throwing enough for him to have that kind of volume. And for me, you know, at 17, I think I probably would take other guys. Like, I, he, to me, he's like 22. I think I have him ranked 22 right now. So I love him. I think he's going to be spectacular. But as high as I am on Ryan Tannehill, and I'm not really high on Ryan Tannehill, I'm just telling you guys it's possible that he could finish in the top 12. I have him – I think I have him ranked like 16, 17. But – I. I just don't see the high volume of passing in this in this on this team to for him to be you know more than wide receiver seventeen. You know, I mean, I think that's like his ceiling. Yeah, he's he's in that. You got DJ Moore right ahead of him. I like DJ Moore a lot more than I like Brown. You got right below him. You got Robert Woods. That one could be a coin flip for me. Um, Keenan Allen, I would take probably ahead of him because Keenan's been doing it for so long. Uh, DK Metcalf is number 20. I mean, even he's a great option this year. I think just watching, yeah, I know they're both, dude. they're both old miss boys, but yeah, with, he, with, uh, with Wilson, come on, man. All right. yeah, yeah, I was going to say, like, I think that's where, like, 
I was actually going to do that, Dan. You know, right at, right after you were you were done. So let's just jump into it because I was going to actually ask you guys, like, all right, so AJ Brown or Robert Woods? Robert Woods. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to go Robert for Woods. For me, it's Robert Woods, not even close. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen scares me more than probably anybody this year. Um, I probably you're still, take, you're still taking I'd him over take, AJ. I would probably take AJ Brown uh, just okay. because of how much he scares me. I I'm I don't know what we're going to get from Keenan Allen with Tyrod at quarterback. Worried about Keenan at all. Me neither. Not, Last like time Keenan. we saw Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, he completed less than 50% of his passes. We, I am yeah, I still I'm a, not worried about him at it all. Is a scary yeah, I mean, he was 50% thing. of his passes on on a Browns team that didn't have OBJ yet. So, nah, you know what I mean, it's not they like had Jarvis and pretty sure they had Jarvis. No, they though. had Jarvis and Jarvis Jarvis stats were pretty good with with Tyrod. It's just everybody else was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, DK Metcalf, we we just got done saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm we think we're higher. To me, that's I would take DK. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we well. saw at the end of last year, uh, especially with you know having Russell Wilson at quarterback instead of Ryan Tannehill. You know, to me, DK, yeah, uh, nice. Cortland Sutton. Yes, Cortland Sutton. I'd rather have T.Y. Hilton. I'd rather have T.Y. Stefan Diggs. I don't even have to ask see, you this yeah. one. No, <laughs> see, I really like Stefan Diggs, but that's where I kind of that's where that question starts to come up for me. AJ Brown and and Stefan Diggs. Because, you know, I think I think Stefan Diggs can get like 130 targets this year. But I'm not hundred percent sold on that. You know what I mean? I think I think that's definite possibility, but you know, we have to see what this Bills offense is gonna be. And I know that AJ Brown is, you know, one hundred percent the best wide receiver on this team. AJ AJ Brown is by far the best wide receiver on this team. As where, you know, the Bills have Smokey Johnson and they got, you know, Smokey they Brown. Smokey Brown, I'm sorry, <laughs> Smokey Brown. And, you know, they got I just I just feel like the Bills are a more well-rounded team than this Tennessee Titans team is on on the wide receiver position. Right. Corey Davis last year just wrapping up these receivers. He just he just looked like he had no ability to get open. Yeah, I kind of see what Kev was good. talking about, like beginning of last year. I, mean, I guess because you were high on him two years ago, and I, you know I liked he torched the Eagles two years ago, and that's really what caught my eye on him. But other than that, he didn't have a lot of other games. And I thought that maybe he would, you know, it was going to be his breakout year, but he just his a he doesn't he just all. really can't get open. It's just he's not. I don't and know if he's a even coach. when he's open, he drops passes. Like, I know he does. It's like, it's like, dude, and I know you know, I know you know, Dan, because you were getting the you were getting the he, Tennessee Titan games like all he dropped, year last. He dropped year. two touchdowns, wide open touchdowns last year. Oh, dropped. Man. Yeah, he just he just was not good. He has not been he has not been what anybody thought he would be coming out of college. He's been really bad. Nope. Really quick. Um, because you know, we're not going to get into Davis too much more just because right now he's not even being drafted. And, you know, obviously so. He's just extremely touchdown dependent, and he's only going to get four touchdowns. So, But I do want to – there's like four or five more names on here, like Debo Samuel. Would you rather have Debo or A.J. Brown? I would probably no, still have, have – I would probably have A.J. Brown. Yeah, A.J. Brown. AJ. Yeah, A.J. But Tyler Lockett. I would rather have Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I'd rather have Tyler Lockett. D.J. Chark. Hmm. That's, that's a close. Coin, that, that's a coin that's flip. Really close. I'll I'm, go AJ. I would rather have Chark. I think we're now we're now dropping him to like outside of the top twenty four. <laughs> like per, just just personally with us, you yeah, know what I mean. I think so I have him at twenty two on my rankings. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. So 
Yeah, keep going. I'll I'll, uh, I'll figure this out. I was say like I, I mean I'm, I was that was uh, Terry McLaurin was the last one. Yeah, I have uh, him in front of Terry. Yeah, because I have so, I have scary Terry at like, I think twenty four. Okay, so there you go. Like we're basically having back end of you know wide receiver two, whereas he's being drafted like kind of mid range, closer. You know, some people are like extremely high on him. And I did I did a mock draft. What was it? Ten days ago, right before all the craziness started happening in my life. Um, but yeah, uh, I did a mock draft actually while I was on the car in the car ride on my way to my mother's house and I got him, he, he went in like, I want to say the third round. He was like the ninth. That's where he's going. Dude. Like the the ninth, third, fourth round. He was like the ninth or 10th wide receiver taken. Like he was taken ahead of guys like, I want to say who, who the hell did, did I see that? I was like, wow, I would not have done that. There was like three wide receivers that I was like, there's no way that I'm taking him over those guys. But people are high on him. You know what I mean? And I get it because of what he did last year. But me and you talked about this last year, Kev. A lot of his touchdowns last year were 60-yard touchdowns. Like, you can't can't continue to just score 60-yard touchdowns in the NFL. It's just not sustainable. Definitely regression coming from me, from my, you know, from way I feel. He's he's going to regress. He's not, I mean, he's a good receiver, so he's going to get his numbers, but... I can't see him doing what he did last year. I just, I can't see it. Yeah, no, I just, it, if he had a couple of like a bunch of eight yard touchdowns where they were just lobs and yeah. throwing up and getting them, I would be like, yeah, hell yeah. I like this kid more, more, but how many 50 plus yard touchdowns did the kid have? He had to have like four, four or five yeah. at least. At least. At least. All right. So let's move on to the tight end, Jonu Smith. He is the 16th tight end being drafted. I actually love Jonu Smith's value. You know what I mean? To me, he's another one of those guys you can take at the end of the draft if you don't get, you know, the the top four guys we've been talking about. So, you know, to me, because I, like, obviously we're not as high on A.J. Brown. You know, Steve Steve seems a little higher on Tannehill. And, and like we said, like, Tannehill could finish high. Like, he's going to need other weapons. And to me, Jonu Smith is a guy that could, you know, be one of those breakout weapons this year. Yeah, Johnny Smith, one thing that I really like I really like about the kid is he's not only just a pass catcher, the dude can block his ass off. Like, if you watch a lot of the runs that Derrick Henry broke last year, Johnny was out there mauling, you know, linebackers. So the dude can block, like, no joke. And, you know what I mean? Like, he only had 44 targets last year. So we're not talking about, like, a huge target share for this kid. Delaney Walker, when he came in, you know, when John Smith was drafted and Delaney Walker was talking about him, it stuck out in my head because, like, it's really high praise for a tight end that was super, like, productive in his career, you know. And he said John Smith is probably one of the best tight ends he's ever seen on a football field. He said just complete tight end. He's like, the dude can run like the wind, you know I mean, the guy catches the ball great. He blocks. He He's like, this kid is going to be good for a really long time. So that's coming from a tight end who was a pro bowler for years and years. So, yeah. you know, that high praise coming from a guy that I, you know, respect at the position. I, I like Jonu Smith. I think, you know, if you, like Kev said, if you're taking, if you're not taking one of the top four guys and you're starting to throw darts, Jonu Smith is definitely a dart I'm throwing. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna get work. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, he's the value of sixteen is great because he is their locked in guy, and 
he's going to get a ton of work. It's not like, you know, we, <clears throat> we just talked about Houston. We don't know who's going to be, you know, Atkins and Fells. We don't know who's going to be, you know, the go guy. Are they going to be one A, one B? I mean, John is going to get all the work. He's and and he looked good last year too. I mean, in the time that he was there, so mm. I like John New this year a lot. <laughs> yeah, he he filled in for my guy last year, Delaney Walker. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was injury ridden. That sucked. Yeah, but uh, all right. So let's move on to the defense and kicker. The Titans' defense it's just kind of middle of the pack. Drafted number fifteen. You know, I, that's kind of where they're going to be. I I wouldn't be thinking they're going to go much earlier than that, you know, probably back end of, of what first, you know, defenses, you know, how do you guys feel? Anything? I agree. I mean, like I, I like the corners on this team, you know, I like, Jackson. yeah, I mean, I like Adari Jackson. I like Malcolm Butler. I mean, I mm-hmm. like Jonathan Joseph. I mean, I like all those guys. So I think they have a, a solid, you know, cornerback core. And then Kevin Byard. I mean, we talked about him a lot last year cause he was just, he just kept showing up. I mean, the dude tackles like a maniac. I mean, me and Kev were talking about it a lot last year. This dude just seemed to always be near the football. So, you know I mean? I like the team defense as a whole. And, you know, I know they're getting, you know, uh, Jeffrey Simmons back this year after he missed basically the entire year last year. Um, so I, I think this defense could be good. But like you said, it's probably just the middle of the pack because it just, it just doesn't score enough. You know I mean, just it doesn't turn the ball over enough or get enough sacks for me to be like, Oh yeah, I need to be super high on this defense. They're just a good defense. Yep. It's, and I don't have anything to add. TV pretty much took all the words out of my mouth already. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're good. Funny, the Colts, the Colts defense is 16 and I, I think they're very similar. They're just, yeah. you know, they're very, they're just, they're, they're okay. They're good defenses, you know, they but just don't score. they don't, they just they don't, don't get the turnovers. Get, they don't get fantasy points. They'll give up 17 points a game, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I actually liked Rashad Evans. That was that was my guy last year. Rashad Evans, the yeah. middle linebacker, was just a beast. Yeah. Um, and their kicker is, I think, Greg Joseph. It looks like. I mean, I don't. I think they have another guy there, but I don't think either one of those guys are being drafted. Uh, and that wraps up tonight's podcast. Uh, you know, next podcast we will move on to what the NFC West. Yeah, let's do so that. So will be it will be the. Cardinals and it'll be 49ers and Cardinals. Yep. Good one. Yeah, that's good a good one. That's a good the four pop. always has to be before the the, the A. So <laughs> Yeah, right. So the number goes before the letter in alphabetical order. So it'll be the 49ers and Cardinals, and we'll get at you on Wednesday. And until then, see you guys. Peace. Later.